If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny and see if online therapy is for you. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and I am joined by my two favorite people on planet Earth, my gaming dads, as we like to call them here on this podcast, Paris Lilly and Gary Witta. Gary Witta, I'll kick it to you. How you doing, my man? I've been good. I haven't been uh, playing as much. No, actually, you know what? I've not done too badly this week. I've got some games under my belt. As right as I um, came onto the podcast earlier today, I just uh, did some grinding for the uh, the Clank costume in Fall Guys. I've got the Ratchet and Clank combo now. I've got the full set, so nice. I managed to do that. Um, I've been playing a little World War Z. That's been a lot of Ooh, fun. Scratching okay. that uh, zombie co-op itch. It's on sale on the Epic Game Store right now for fifteen bucks. So we picked up. Been having a blast with that. Playing with some friends. And uh, the real story of the week for me, though, has been uh, Death's Door, which I'm so, you know, Paris doesn't need me to tell him anything <laughs> about how great that game is. But um, what a what a treat. I, you know, I, I was like, ah, should I really get into it? I keep people keep telling me it's a little bit soulsy, a little bit hard. I don't like punishing games. But as it turns out, the difficulty level is is um, is dialed in just right. It's right at that. It's, it's right at that level where it, like it makes you want to rage quit. But it's like, but then you, you go, you screw this game. I'm done. You throw the controller, but then 30 seconds later, you pick it up. Like, let me give this one. Let me give this boss one more try. So it's dialed right into that sweet spot of like, just it makes you crazy, but it makes you crazy in the best way. And then, you know, just beautiful graphics, aesthetics, music, the whole thing. Just a, just a great little package. Really, really liking it. I like hearing that Gary. I'm glad that you're jumping into that. And yes, I know. Harris and Barrett here on the show have been beating the drum and really hyping everybody up over that. And it's a great game. So I look forward to you playing more of it. Harris, how's your week been, my guy? It's been good. Um, I've actually not played a lot this week. I've uh, been been out of town, just, you know, getting getting some some PTO with the family, spending some family time, which has been a good thing. Ironically enough, and I, I, I won't name this person, but I ran into someone that I've known in the industry for a very long time, just randomly. And they saw my wife first before they saw me and they messaged me and they go, Hey, are you at this hotel? And I'm like, yes, I am. How do you know? And they're like, because I'm here and I saw your wife. So it was hilarious, but it's just, just funny how, how small the gaming industry is in, in that way. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Just kind of spending time with family. So haven't played a lot, but kind of piggybacking off of what Gary was just saying, I saw him tweeting earlier this week about Death Store, and he, he nailed it. They bring you right up to that edge of frustration, but not over the top. So you'll you'll get a little frustrated with some of the things, but not so much that you'll walk away from it. It always pulls you back in to want, want to keep playing it. So I think that's why I love that game so much. Not to mention the music in it is just phenomenal. 
I want to make one other point about Death's Door real quick, Paris. I don't know if you noticed the same thing as me. I think I, I'm not even like that deep into it, but I beat like five bosses. I'm a good ways into it. Not one single achievement has popped yet. It's really, oh, really yeah, stingy yeah. with the achievements. Yeah, or it's it not is. that it's stingy. It's just they're not traditional. You know how like a, yeah. a lot of a lot of achievements are really like beat the first boss, beat the second boss. This isn't that. It's like go do something weird and unexpected after you beat the first boss, and then we'll give you the achievement. It, it hands out achievements in a really puzzling way I, it's not it's not a bad thing it's just it's not traditional the way they do the achievements i thought that was interesting yeah like there's there's one that i i'm chasing now so kind of when i get back into playing stuff again that that'll be the thing is to to play through with the umbrella um you know a, as your weapon you get an achievement for that to complete right. the game so that that'll be the next thing that i'm doing and then obviously you got to go through find all the hidden stuff you'll see as you get through it and to get the hundred percent and get that final achievement. I know. But, uh, I just like I just like those games that pop into you. Like you watch the opening cinematic, have ten Gs. I'm like, yeah, great. Just, <laughs> give me, give me, give me something easy. Like start yeah. the trail of breadcrumbs with something easy. Make it hard later. But it, it, it's weird. Like you know, we. I'm not under. I'm, I was talking about this earlier today. I'm not like a big trophy hunter or achievement hunter. I like you know, I, as long as I don't have to go too far out of my way to to get them. If it's something that happens in the normal course of play, I'm happy to pick up achievements as I go. Um, you know, do some side stuff or whatever. I don't like games that make you do really stupid, like busy work and chores to get achievements. That's not fun for me. Um, but I, it was one of these things where like, I was like five bosses in and it just occurred to me, like I haven't seen a single achievement pop and I'm like a good few hours in. It's just very strange to see that. It's not, it's a very atypical game trophy wise. If you go, so if you look at, go look at the achievement list, it's really weird stuff. It's yeah. interesting to see. Gary Witter, the achievement guy. He's looking for him. I love hearing that. Well, Paris, you and I, we got something special to talk about because there's a big old halo-sized shape missing out of my heart right now. And we're going to talk about our impressions over the weekend when we kick yeah. off the show. But I'm actually coming hot off of the Fortnite Ariana Grande concert that's happening all weekend long. And I got to take a moment, guys. I mean, not only is Ariana Grande one of the biggest pop stars on the planet with a great catalog of hits, but this Epic team continues to just wow gamers all over the globe with their awesome events. And this one, I'm telling you, everybody's going to be listening to this show on Saturday. You got to get into this concert Saturday, Sunday. They're hosting multiple different times. Nobody does it like these guys in Fortnite and in this live service games world. I'm blown away once again after we've seen Marshmallow, Travis Scott, now with Ariana Grande. This team continues to make some really lasting memories for gamers. And I wanted to take a moment, just like appreciate that. And also pick your minds about like, what do you guys think about what Epic has done with these in-game concerts and events? And then are other people missing this? Is it not worthwhile? Or will we see more of this happening later on? Because I loved it. I had so much fun and I want everybody to go experience it. No matter how old you are, no matter what you like, if you're into Fortnite or if you just want to have a fun time gaming, this was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I know about it as well, because my my youngest daughter was itching to get back home so she could do exactly <laughs> what, what you did, Mike. So, I, you know, I'm just just full disclosure. I, I've never been big into Fortnite. I obviously understand the importance of it and the phenomenon of it and how uh, so many people engage with it. But it's just never been a big thing for me. But like you're saying, these these moments that that they've had in the game over the years with all these different properties and obviously now bringing Ariana Grande into it. I, I get it. I, I get the, the scope and the scale of it and how many people engage with this. And it is an event. And like I said, my younger daughter, as an example, her and all her friends just giggling on the chat, just, you know, watching the whole thing. So I, I, I get it, man. It's 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 a big deal. And it is amazing to me how that game went from being 
almost an afterthought just a few years ago. Like literally, I remember being at an E3 and uh, it wasn't me, but it, but it was Pete who was, who was on Gamertag Radio because um, we knew some of the guys o- over there at Epic was actually like, hey, you, I come up to the meeting room and check out this 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 Fortnite thing that we're doing. He's like, oh, sure. And I remember walking up later and standing over his shoulder as he's literally playing what his is now the juggernaut that is Fortnite. So it's like you never know where these things are, are going to come from, the, you know, the next big thing. But look, look at it now, like you're saying, it's it, it's gone beyond just gaming. It's it's uh what's the word i'm looking for it's a cultural phenomenon is that is that the right word i'm looking I, for? i would call that that's what i was gonna yeah. call it paris yeah yeah absolutely I, I i totally get it yeah it's really interesting because it is so special and it's so wild to think that you're in a battle royale right the high stakes we're we're battling mm-hmm. the best of the best 15 year olds just trying to destroy me and like everything stops for these concerts and everybody comes together and i look around and i'm like Fortnite built this fun universe, right? You got the banana peel guy, you got Jonesy, you got different characters. And like only Fortnite in my mind could truly pull off something so fun, imaginative and different in such a like shooter, heavy sweat video game. Nobody else, like I think of PUBG, I'm like, you can't pull off a concert like that in PUBG and make it so fun and unique. You know, Battlefield 2042, they could never do something like this. And it's like, man, Epic has created something so cool and unique and they've done something where it's transcended just the game into these moments that they can create and everybody from your daughter to me to gary widow over there can just come and celebrate and have fun and it's like man i i never thought we'd get to this point in all of my gaming years where we would tune into a video game concert and have to talk about it because it was that good but yeah this this is uh just real quick it's it's definitely something that um is a big part of the the kind of the pop culture conversation right now as games kind of evolve into this thing that we like to call the metaverse. Mike, you know you know as well as I do because you work with me on it. This is something we played around with ourselves last year with Animal Talking, where we yeah. took you know what was built to be a video game platform and we turned it into a virtual talk show set, and we wound up having uh, you know Selena Gomez and Sting come perform live on the show, and it was pretty hey. crazy that we got to do that. That I still don't know how we did that with Fortnite. It's easier to imagine because Fortnite Fortnite is now so big. It's not like Ariana Grande is doing them a favor by showing up on their venue. Right. You could argue that Fortnite is doing her a favor, right? Or, or, or at the very least, it's like a mutually beneficial thing, right? It, there's a big, big crossover in the Venn diagrams uh, between you know, someone like Travis Scott or um, uh, Ariana Grande or some of the other big pop culture properties like you know, the latest Chris Nolan movie or Star Wars. Uh, you know, Fortnite's done these Matrix. big cross promotional events. Yeah, they've they've done all of this now, and so and 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 so it really has become a a, a space where it's interesting because you were right, as Paris said, it was a dead game. It was a dead game when it before before they brought in the battle royale. That game was going nowhere. It was it was getting ready to go. You know, on the trash heap with all the other games that tried something and failed and. And, and and didn't really get anywhere. And then they was like, oh, wait, hold on. This this Battle Royale stuff, PUBG and H1Z1, it's kind of blowing up. Let's let's give that a try. And, you know, the, the rest obviously is history. And it's been really, really interesting to see how Epic have evolved. I'm the same as Paris. I don't play. I don't give a shit about Fortnite. But, you know, it, it, as, as an observer, it's fascinating to watch it evolve from a game into just a place, a space where kids and people go, to hang out and i think you know epic really the player base kind of took epic there like epic were, were looking at 
how kids and how people were interacting with the game, what they were doing when they were logging on. Are they socializing? Are they playing the game? What are they doing? And started to kind of craft the game to service what the players were telling them what they wanted, which was, again, more just a, a virtual space to hang out with friends. And so now it has become this place where you go see a pop concert or you go, well, you're sort of like a drive-in movie theater or, you know, a, an arena, you know, stadium where you go see a big rock concert. And that's that's the amazing thing and why I don't think there's any end in sight in the short term for Fortnite is, again, it is, it is so big now that it's not, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was Ariana Grande's people that came to, that went to Fortnite and said, hey, can we do something with you in your space? Because they see the metrics, they see the numbers, they see the demographics, they see that Fortnite is continues to be. It won't be forever, of course, because nothing is, but for right now, and for, for the foreseeable future, Fortnite is still one of the hottest things out there for kids of a certain demographic. And if you want to reach those kids, advertise to them, sell an album, sell a movie release, promote something, Fortnite is increasingly you know the venue to do that. So from a, as a commercial proposition, it makes perfect sense. From a creative kind of just pop cultural observational position, yeah, it's fascinating to see um, you know, the, again, the metaverse kind of evolve into this kind of more and more compelling thing. Yeah, it's really interesting, Gary. I guess I never even thought about it until you just said it, but I know somebody that was so talented, creative, and unique that created a space within a space, and that's Gary Witta with Animal Talking. You're so right, Gary. You did that. So, yeah, I got to give you major props I mean, for again, that. Again, no nothing on Fortnite scale, but I don't have anything <laughs> like their budget. And again, that's the other great thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, the other, that's the other great thing about you know where Fortnite is right now is the success builds on the success you know they make so much money mm -hmm. they make so much money on Fortnite now selling those v bucks and all the other kind of the you know the the cosmetics that they sell and everything else that they can afford to build out the platform and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger it's like you know it's like a snowball as it goes downhill it just kind of you know, gathers and gathers and gets bigger and bigger and so i don't know why you know, at some point down the road the Fortnite bubble will burst and the next big thing will come along and we'll start talking about that. But they are definitely laying the paving stones, I think, for what's going to be increasingly a really interesting evolution of, you know, basically what can we, what do we do when we sit and we pick up a Nintendo Switch or we turn on our Xbox or we fire up our PC, whatever it is, what are, we, what are we doing when we do that? Are we just playing a game in the conventional sense or are we going to a space where we can decide what kind of social interactions and what kind of experiences we want to have? I feel like the boundaries between you know, games and kind of IRL events is 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 breaking down all the time. And, and Fortnite is really, your credit to them, you know, a, a real kind of leader in that effort right now. Yeah, it was really special. And I think it's something fun for you and your friends to go do over the weekend. It's not a long commitment. It's a 20-minute concert of some interactive fun. And it's actually interesting to bring it back to Xbox, something I think about where they made almost appointment viewing and something to talk about with 1 versus 100, which we've talked about many of times on the show and it's really interesting you hear gary and paris talk about that kind of like gaming but everybody's together in this social space and sharing these once you know once in a lifetime moments it's really really cool so we'll see if xbox will could ever do something like that but fortnite and epic got to give them some big props let's jump into the show because we got a short quick one for you this week of course this is the kind of funny x cast we post each and every saturday at 6 a.m West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and on podcast services around the globe. Please remember, go on over to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Hit that subscribe button because you might miss out on the new Blessing Show. That's right, the young 
king of video games. The future class of video games is back with a very special episode of The Blessing Show telling you what is, what's up with roguelikes. Roguelites? Roguelites. I don't know. Is there a T? Is there a K? He's going to tell us all about it. He's going to get you hip with what you need to know in the video game world. And truly and honestly, The Blessing Show is something you want to go check out. Him and Roger put a ton of effort into it. You can go catch the latest episode right now, youtube.com slash games. Of course, it is a new month. It's the month of August, and we'd like to thank our Patreon producers, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Elliot, and Brian Ward. Of course, this week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Purple Mattress and FitBod, but the team will tell you all about that later. Guys, let's jump into the show. Paris, this is going to be about you and I right now because I don't think Gary got into the beta, but I do have a question for Gary later on to get him involved in the conversation. But last week, you and I talked all about Halo Infinite, the flight tech preview. We only got one day with it, pretty much like a couple hours with it right. before the show. Now we had the whole weekend to sit on it. We had the whole week to digest and really miss it. I got. I, I don't want to play any other games with Halo right now, <laughs> Paris. I'm going to be honest with you and Gary. But I want to get your thoughts now that we can look back on the four days there. Three different Spartan levels. We did get to go PvP for about two hours there as well against other players in Slayer. Three maps. I mean, a lot of fun to be had. So I just want to kind of get your thoughts on thoughts and impressions of what that weekend was like for you and where you think we're looking heading forward towards release. So before I get into my my actual thoughts over the weekend, I, I just want to point out what a redemption that 343 has had in the last calendar year, because we obviously know all the flack that they got with the initial reveal of the campaign a year ago. And here we are now with this reveal of the multiplayer and people actually getting hands on with it. It, to me, it, I, I don't want to say universal because nothing is 100%, but man, 95% of the comments that I saw over this weekend were just people loving Halo, people talking about Halo in a positive way and excited for Halo. You know, I was clearly one of those people as well, just so excited to be having fun playing Halo again. And when I think about the fun that I had over the weekend, it was so funny. And, and I know you guys saw the picture I, I posted of my son. So, you know, I, I did get the disgruntled 15 year old to actually uh, pick up the sticks after he was watching me play. And it went from, eh, I don't care about this. And then my, my nephew came over and they were just both sitting on the couch playing together, you know, on the S and the X and everywhere. And by, by the end of it, he's asking me, is, is it over? I was like, yes, yeah, son, it's over. We, we were both <laughs> bummed out. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it was a blast, man. And look, nothing's perfect. Sure. They, there's some weapons. They're still going to need to tune. I get all that, but just, you know, not, not to repeat too much of what we talked about last week. I enjoyed the three different maps that we got to play on. The weapons felt fun to me. The engagements that we were having felt fun. It, it was actually interesting. I'm curious what your thoughts on this is, Mike. Um, you know, we started off with those Marine bots. Those were pretty much easy to figure out. You didn't really have to strategize or anything to do with that. Then we got to those ODST bots. And at first I was like, oh, hold up, wait a minute. Now they're spamming grenades and doing all this stuff. I was like, oh, we actually have to run some strats here to take them down. I like it. But even that you started to figure out. But here's my question for you. I, I remember the first time I played uh, the, the Spartan bots was on the Bazaar map, which I guess was that Numa boss or something like that. But we played the Bazaar map and I thought they were easier than the ODST. 
bots, oddly enough. They didn't seemingly have the challenge that the ODST bots had. And, and I'm curious what you'll, you'll think about that. But I'm going to tell you where the challenge came. When they unlocked those two hours for head-to-head Ooh. PvP, I went in with the, oh, we've been playing bots mentality, smoked oh. <laughs> the first match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely smoked that first match that we played. But then it was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. You, you're playing against real people. You need to figure it out. And then it was a lot more challenging. And every match was like, 50 49 50 48 like it was always coming down to the wire every time and me being the non-skilled halo player that i am and being a moron we're in 40 49 49 i got the hammer i see the dude oh this is going to be glorious i'm gonna clip it i'm posting this on twitter this is going to be amazing missed oh paris kills me (laughs) And they won. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I never want to play it again. But that You're was a lie because I lied now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I instantly wanted to jump back in because that's it was fun. And that's the oh. whole point of it. Right. I, I I think they have such a great opportunity here. If again, we need to see their other modes. We need to see big team battle. We need to see how it's all going to play out. But just this tiny vertical slice that they gave us against bots in that two hour window head to head. I was enjoying Halo. And I, I and I truthfully can tell you, I have not uttered those words in a very long time because I was never a fan of the Halo Five multiplayer, even though I know people are. Four never grabbed me. Reach just never got me either. The last time I truly loved Halo multiplayer was Halo Three, and I, I feel like what they did was they took the Halo Two, Halo Three multiplayer, and they brought it to current time so it still has that feel and nostalgia that we had back in 07 but they've made it a little more modernized for for today's gamer and again i talk about people like my son and all that i I think when i think about sprint as an example it was it's almost a happy medium because you you have your old school people that don't want sprint at all you have the people that want sprint where i don't feel it's too fast it's not too slow it's just kind of right in the middle there and kind of hits a sweet spot Again, I talk about weapon balancing. I think the BR needs needs a little bit of tuning. Um, I thought the um, oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on the name now, but but not not the auto rifle, but that that commando gun. Yeah, the VLK commando. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that was a little too spicy. I I, I, Ooh, I, think, okay. I think I think that needs to get tuned down a little bit. And again, what do I know? I'm a moron, but I think that needs to get tuned down a little bit. Just in just in my my play. Um, I thought the pistol was perfect to be honest with you i felt that was good and you know not to litigate the whole thing because it was a technical beta but they still have some time they're obviously getting the feedback from this i just think overall it was it was just extremely positive to me we could nitpick it to death but the overall sentiment that i have and it seems the community has is halo's back let's hope they can keep that momentum going uh through the rest of the technical flights and well oh, oh we just oh, where'd it go back now he was get, he was he was bringing the heat and the the internet just couldn't handle it. The Discord couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> it's like the the excitement bandwidth maxed out. Oh my god! That is so is he weird. Coming back there he is. What happened? I don't know. This is the second time it's done yeah, that. Second week in a row. Yeah. It just Discord kicks me out has been, for no reason. Discord's yeah. been very funky over the past <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks, but uh, man, Paris, I I got to say you have nailed it. Right, you have said that so well, and I got to agree with you. I mean. Looking at my circle to the online sphere, 
there is so much excitement. There was so much positivity surrounding Halo. And I don't know if it was because we're in the kind of middle season right. here between games and this is something new, something fresh. But I have never seen so many people come together universally and just praise 343 and Halo like they did this weekend, right? That was so much fun. And to see the rollout, I think they had a great plan, like you brought up, of the three different levels of Spartan bots and the three different levels itself. They really rolled that out really well, right? Where the first day, like you said, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, Marines, too easy, right? right? We're like, oh, okay, this and that. ODST, it's like, okay, here's a little shock to the system. And then to the Spartan bots, it's funny you bring that up. I agree. I think they were almost on the same level for me, Paris. I think if anything, they were probably getting five more kills on us. And it almost felt like at some points, they would be mapped out on what they were supposed to do. And then no matter what, after like 25 steps or 50 steps, whatever that is, they would just stop no matter what. And it's like, you know, if you just kept going for about 10 more steps, you were going to get me, right? Because a couple of these Spartan bots and ODST bots, they would hit you with the crouch in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. They were throwing perfect nades. But every single time I noticed, it's like they would finish. And it's like, oh, if you just move 10 more steps, you would have really given me a challenge there. But I loved seeing that they're bots in the game, right? Now I can bring Gary Witta. I can bring a get Greg Miller into this and be like, hey, like, let's learn the fundamentals. Let's get you moving. And then we can go over there because, like you said, those two hours, holy snap, Paris. That was a shock to the system right there. <laughs> that was called a reality check. Yes, of, it was. Oh, you thought you were running rampant on the bots and you thought Halo was back. Well, guess what? You're not ready for this. And I think me, Tim, and Andy, we played probably eight games together and we won a grand total of two games out of eight on PvP. And that was when it was like, Oh, they're not running to the same spot the bots were. Oh, no. they're actually working together. Oh, they're doing this and that. And that was a really, really fun time to the point where when that two-hour two uh, period ended, it, it was heartbreaking. It was like, oh, no. I was like your son, like, Dad, is it really over? And three for three, was like, it's over. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, please don't do that. But I was so impressed. And I love seeing the community rally behind it. I love knowing that 343 got a good boost because that was something that they deserved, right? This is a team that took one on the chin and has taken some on the chin over the course of their lifespan. And I think to go back to the drawing board, to come out with what they presented this weekend was truly incredible. And I hope all of them are giving each other some virtual high fives, feeling that kind of hype and excitement and ready to get back to work and really create something special because everybody was feeling that. And man, the three maps pairs, I mean, to start off right there with live fire, the three different lanes, the underground lane, the base on either side was a really great map to start off with. And then you move to recharge. And I loved the verticality on that, right? You saw yep. the different areas where the BRs would be squaring off. I loved the equipment check as well, right? Going from overshield and uh, invisibility to, hey, here's the grapple hook see what you can do and being able to line that thing up with the rooftops to other Spartans was so much fun to even weapons you could grab was really, really cool. And then finishing off with bizarre, which I thought was a killer way to end that rockets were back on that. You had the, you had the needler running around all the maps. I mean, really, honestly, I think they did a great job at finding the right weapons and equipment to showcase the maps were perfect showcasing the bots were great, giving everybody a taste of PVP. I think, really took that great weekend and made it exceptional, right? I think everybody was high on the bots, but giving them just a taste of like, 
this is what it's really like. Here's what Here's what's you come. and your yep. friends are going to feel. Mm-hmm. That was like, okay, we just took this to the next level where we're going to talk about this for a long, long time and people are going to want more of it. So terrific weekend. Like you said, we can nitpick the small things, but they showed off so much there that you should really be appreciative and going back and going, man, this is going to be something special because we even got to go deep on Spartan customization. You saw what the yeah. battle pass would look like. You got to explore challenges and see how you can change your challenges on the fly like they talked about, right? And there's some things that we'll talk about moving forward with the battle pass and how that will react, but they did talk about how you're you're battling bots and there's not going to be XP going into the battle pass off of bots, just challenges at that point. So it will be interesting to see how that plays, but the different AIs, the color system, right? getting to see the vehicles like you and I talked about last week up close along with the weapons and the skins and colors. Terrific. And I just wanted to make sure we had a a little bit of time, you and I, to talk about that because I was really blown away by this weekend. I think everybody had a great time. Yeah, agreed. Because I'm glad you brought up the Battle Pass thing because I even heard Tim talking about it on on Gamescast. Like, hey, why why aren't, aren't I getting XP just for playing the game? But like you said, it makes sense to not do it against bots because yeah. people would, would just abuse that and max out their battle pass in like a day if they could. Um, but I, I agree with you. Oh, one, one other weapon I forgot to bring up. I got the, that was it the bulldog, the, the shotgun. Bulldog shotgun. Le- leave it exactly the way it is. Don't touch it. It's perfect. <laughs> That's what I want. I loved it. And I love that you got to get close. It didn't have a lot of range, which it should yes. be because it's a shoddy. But it was perfect. I, I love that. So I, I think how power weapons are, are going to hit hit the map and the way we'll be able to utilize them and strategize them is, is going to be a fun dynamic as well. But I'm I'm waiting for big team battle. That's what I want to see because yep. I want to see how the vehicles work in head to head PvP. And obviously we're doing capture the flag and stuff like that. To because to me that's where I'm going to live. If if I'm playing Halo, it's going to be in big team battle the majority of the time. I love being the being the getaway driver, you know, with the warthog. I, I want to do all that stuff. So I want to see that, and you know, that's still TBD. We we have to see how it is. And, and the reason I bring that up is because again, if I if I have a nitpick, and and I just think this is the community as a whole, we need to set realistic expectations. I saw some people already declaring this. The greatest game ever, and you know, oh, this is—it's better than bu- anything Bungie's ever done, and all. I was like, whoa, 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 this was a weekend against bot. Let's wait until we get the actual final product before we start passing judgment, because we simply don't know. Yes, this was fun. Yes, we liked it. But what if big team battle is is a flop? What if the vehicles aren't tuned correctly? Then everyone's going to complain about that. So it's like, let's wait until we have the final game then you can start to actually judge it for what it is because 343 made this very clear. This is a technical test. It's not perfect. There's going to be bugs. It is TBD. It it could be completely different by the time we get to November, knock on wood, um, when we get the final game. So just, just, you know, like I said, just to temper expectations a little bit because I don't think it's fair to them because it wouldn't be fair to them to completely criticize the game if it wasn't perfect right now. I don't think it's fair to also just 100% say it's the greatest game of all time if they change something by the final product and it doesn't, quote unquote, live up to your expectation of what you had in the technical beta. So that's all. Well said, Paris. And let's get our third guy in here, my man, Gary Witta. We got a fun user question. It brought back all the memories, Gary, because this question revolves around Halo memories. So coming from Still Chewy, one of the best friends out there, writes, since the first public flight, 
for Halo Infinite is now over and we've all made awesome new memories or traumatizing ones. If you have that bot grenade induced PTSD like I do, uh, what are some old school Halo memories you have that have stayed with you over the years? I'll always remember staying up way too late on school nights, sword glitching out of maps in Halo 2 custom games. Love the show. Be well, everybody. So, Gary, I thought this would be a fun one because you always have the memories, the stories. And I know Halo is the storied franchise for Xbox, so I'm sure all of us have some great old school Halo memories. So wanted to get you involved because you didn't get it on the weekend. But do you have any good old school Halo memories that you can? Yeah, when you, you when you get to my age, Mike, memories are pretty much all you have left. So <laughs> I, I do have some good memories. First of all, just, just to kind of, even though I didn't get to, to play the flight, I did... Really enjoy watching you and Andy Cortez play uh, during the time that it was it was up. I definitely got a little FOMO watching you play. It looks like a ton of fun. I will be playing it, especially since I can play it on the PC with mouse and keyboard, my native environment. I need every edge uh, I can get, but um, I fully expect to get completely spanked. I've been playing some other competitive uh, shooters the past couple of weeks, and just I remind it just reminded me why I don't play them because I've just been getting slapped around. It's not fun for me. Uh, but you know, Halo is um, is definitely something that I'm going to try to at least get some proficiency in when it comes out later this year. In terms of memories, so I don't have a lot of multiplayer memories because again, I, I played I played a little bit of Halo multiplayer, and I was like, you know, what? I'm never going to be able to be competitive. I never played a lot of Halo multiplayer. I probably made, made five six hours of Halo multiplayer across all the games ever. Really, not that much. Infinite, I think, hopefully, will change that. But all of my good memories come from the single player campaign, and I got to go all the way back back to the beginning. I got to go back twenty years. Xbox original Xbox, the original game. Uh, the very first time I played it, I've told this story on the podcast before. I kind of you know I, I reviewed it. Uh, for official Xbox magazine, the launch issue that they did back in uh, 2001. And I uh, I sat down in front of the Xbox kind of with my, they put that big ass Duke controller in my hands. And I was a little bit kind of, you know, sat down, arms folded, like coming from a PC background, you know, where, you know, th there was a lot of snobbery and still is about, you know, controller versus mouse and keyboard. And what is the superior? Because we all know mouse and keyboard is always uh, going to be superior. Maybe this, maybe the Gettys method that we learned about last week you know, with the left hand on the thumbstick and the right hand on the mouse <laughs> is going to be that hybrid model might be the way forward. But for right now, you know, I, I always preferred mouse and keyboard. And I remember sitting down and thinking, there's no way with these twin thumbsticks you're going to, you know, because other games have tried it and failed. Uh, and about an hour into that first mission, uh, thinking, man, they really have done it. Like they've made console shooters viable in a way they weren't before. And then on the other, and the, the other end of that experience, I, I don't even remember like what the narrative context of it was. I just remember the absolute chaos of that final single player campaign level, driving the warthog out and trying to escape as everything was exploding around me and thinking this is like really, really epic. Uh, and just having a great experience with that whole uh, narrative campaign. Again, in all honesty, I've never ever fully engaged with the Halo universe and mythology, I did. I actually worked a little bit on the last game and just, you know, just kind of sitting around, kind of helping them, kind of pick the bones out of the mythology. And my thing all along was like, "There's too much mythology. It's too dense. I don't know. I don't know what all these who who's this guy and who's that guy. Like, you got to find a way to kind of make this easier to onboard new players because it is at this point, it's a very, 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 very dense mythology. And I'm not. I'm hoping that Halo Infinite will find a way to introduce new players into that that doesn't require you know like a Halo encyclopedia on your desk to know what's happening. If they're smart, that's exactly how they've approached the storytelling in this new game. Because we do have this challenge, right? As Par I thought it was great to see Paris's um, son engaging with the game. Because we talked exactly about that, right? I spoke to a couple of teenage kids, sons of a, of a friend of mine. I said, listen, you, you tell me, is Halo cool? Or is that something that your dad plays? And oh yeah, that's a game for dads. 
But I, I, I'm very encouraged, as, as I'm sure all Halo fans will be, to see the anecdotal story of, uh, of Paris's kid kind of going, uh, Dad's playing Halo, that's lame. And then an hour later going, you know, can I have one more turn? Yeah. Like, that's really, <laughs> really, that, that's probably the most encouraging thing to come out of this whole experience is seeing that, you know, if, if kids are willing to give it a try, they realize, you know, Dad games can be, can be pretty, pretty cool as well. So I'm, uh, I'm very enthused by that. Um, but no, all, all of my memories really come from the single player campaign. Like the, the ones that I remember the best are the original game. You know, you only, you always remember your first time playing, um, you know, a, a kind of a classic storied franchise. And when I think about Halo memories, it's really the beginning and the end of the experience. The first hour on the Pillar of Autumn, uh, finding the, you know, fighting your way through the Covenant and thinking, man, this really works. Like they've got the, the scripted events are great. The music is epic. The weapons feel good. The thumbstick controls work. It's really clicking. Just thinking, holy shit, they really did it. And then however many hours later that it was, that final level escaping in the warthog, warthog as the environment is kind of collapsing around you, thinking this is really, really epic. I have so many fond memories of the story campaign from that first game. Yeah, I love you always telling those stories. And that makes me smile because... Man, oh man, how historic so long ago, Gary, and you were there holding that Duke controller and feeling that moment. That's so cool. Paris, I know you got some great stories as well. So hit me with one of your favorite Halo memories. Well, you know, I, I've talked a little bit about, about the stuff already on the show, so I'll try to not, not repeat it too much. Because, you know, I've said I went to the E3 in 01, saw it on the show floor. It was buggy. Ah, this will never work. Wind up picking it up at launch, sat on it for a month before I even actually played it. And then obviously the rest is history, but he's done it again. Oh, the he's rest done was it history. again with the, the rest was history, y'all. The rest is history God and he's damn. out. What a perfect mic yeah. drop that was. <laughs> I don't know what's it going always, on with that. Paris, here's the thing. It always drops you at the most hilarious moment. Yes, I know. That's great. <laughs> Discord's doing it. They're listening in and they're doing it on purpose. I think they are. I really do. That oh, That's so weird. I got to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, but as I was going to say, just kind of my, my greatest Halo memory for me would be that November 9th, I guess that was 04, right, um, at, at midnight, running over there. I think it was the EB game still at the time, getting my copy, coming home, and signing into Xbox Live. And I think we, we owe so much to Bungie and that Halo 2 game at that moment for making Xbox Live what it is today, and quite honestly, what multiplayer gaming is today. Just, I'll never forget being up all night with my friends on Zanzibar, you know, just just all those memories of playing that multiplayer, mm -hmm. just all these things is like, wow, they really did it. They really did it. This actually works. We're all playing together. We're all hopping from game to game in the corner. What, what did they call it? The virtual couch? I forget what it was called, but you know what I'm saying, that they had in Halo 2. That didn't exist before then. That all started with that game, and it, it, just, it, just, it just transformed online gaming. And like I said, I, I have so many fond memories of Halo 2, and it obviously just bled on into Halo 3, just kept the momentum going. But I mean, it's that, that's the thing. I think that's why, like, even for myself, why I've I've talked so passionately about Halo over the past few months on why I think it can't just be OK. It has to be great. If you want to get my son to, to come play, and obviously we've even seen with just this, he's at least interested in it. I think the free to play portion of it is going to be huge for them. I actually expect the PC community for Halo to be quite big. For that very for that very factor you know there's going to be so many people that can easily just go engage with it but there's a lot of fun to be had there and i know we're like oh you got to add battle royale and we talked about all, all that stuff and i know there was the voice thing that was in there i mean they've convinced me enough that they don't need battle royale at least right away i think 
just doubling down and doing what they do best seems to be the right play for them. So I, I will absolutely own that. I, I think I, I, I was wrong on that one. But um, yeah, just <laughs> there's there's so many memories. And a lot of my memories aren't me having success. They're, they're more of me doing something really dumb <laughs> and, and we lose or whatever. But you laugh about it and you're having fun with it. And, and that's Halo. You, oh. It's supposed to be fun. And I think Gary, again, brought up the great point when he was talking about it. I remember playing GoldenEye and Perfect Dark, uh, but, you know, on the N64, you know, they had the multiplayer modes in there, but it still never felt as good as playing something like Unreal Tournament or whatever on PC. That was always where if you wanted to do a competitive first person shooter game, arena game, you got you had to go to PC to go play it. Halo was I mean, that's what I'm again. Halo changed all of that. It it made it possible to say, yep. First person shooters can work on a console in a competitive way. It can work. And they did it. And here we are now. We, like I said, I think we owe so much to Bungie and, and that game back in those early days to, to really get us to where we are right now in 2021. And we got Ariana Grande having concerts in the freaking game. You know, <laughs> she, it's incredible. It's right. And it's funny. I love hearing your guys' memories. And there's so many others that have memories just like us and i hope that everybody watching on youtube right now or on the podcast service you come over to the youtube channel leave a comment tell us your favorite memories of halo whatever it may be i want to hear it i want to read it we all want to cherish it with you because these are memories that will last for a lifetime and you know halo for me halo is my gaming lineage that is a huge pillar in my gaming life and something that i will never forget and i'll always cherish i think back to Halo 2, and as you brought up Xbox Live, right? And this was a pivotal time in my life, being an eighth grader at that, that moment and going to AJ Tesserero's house every single day after middle school. And he had an older brother, Phil, who was three years older and would bring all of his friends. So it was one room filled with eighth graders that were all my friends, and the other room right next door was Phil and all of his friends. And his mom and dad worked tirelessly to get all the Ethernet cables run through, set up all different Xbox Live accounts. And I will never forget screaming, yelling, laughing at big team battles, Slayer arenas with all these kids coming together from different age groups and bonding. It wasn't the sibling rivalry. It wasn't, oh, I hate you because you're older. It was, we're playing a game and we're having fun. And from there, it just progressed, right? I'll never forget AJ's mom, Gina, made me my first ever Xbox Live account. She went out of her way to make XX Sick Nasty 22 XX, right? And I had that for years because of Gina and AJ. And from there, it progressed, of course, to senior year of high school, Halo 3. I remember there were two pivotal midnight launches for me. The Xbox 360, where me and my lovely mother sat outside Circuit City to get me an Xbox 360. And then there was Halo 3, when I went by myself to the local GameStop. And I will never forget the crowd of people down at the parking garage. There was a big party with music, lights, land parties going on, and the excitement around what would be Halo 3's launch and getting my copy at midnight, running home, staying up all night on a school night when I definitely should not have been staying up that late, coming into school. And I remember I had first period film lit and we were watching The Departed. And I remember going in and thinking, I am so tired. I'm going to close my eyes in the middle of this movie. And I looked next to me and there was a kid that I never talked to ever. And he was like half asleep at his desk. And he looked at me and he goes, Halo 3. And I was like, Halo 3. And we immediately 
Hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. We're talking about the intro, the new guns. We're talking about all the brutes, everything that had to be done with that game. And it was like a moment. It's like, man, this brought us all together. This is what gaming's about. And Halo stayed with me ever since. And I think a lot of those memories come from multiplayer, like I always talk about, the announcer, right? Double kill, triple kill, road kill. Like all of that will always warm my heart. And Halo has been a huge facet of my life. And to see this weekend happen, like me and Paris have discussed, where it was fun, it was great, and people rallied behind it. And it felt like, man, here's a community. This is what I feel. And I love seeing my friends like it. I love seeing people that I've never met before talk about it and show off their awesome clips. It was a big deal to me. And so when I think of Halo, it will always be something special. And Spartan 117 will probably live with me forever, right? I have everything is around him in my life from the Xboxes to the collector's editions. And I absolutely love hearing your guys' memories, thinking of mine, thinking about my friends and all that. And all the times, it was so much fun. So I really can't wait to see the comments and hear all of y'all's because this episode, it's short, it's brief. And, you know, we're going to take some time to talk about our memories. So I hope we can hear all of yours. This show is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Doesn't it seem like the world's against us from getting a good night's sleep this time of year? Heat waves, noisy neighbors, California earthquakes, stress, so much is working against us. But when you have a purple mattress, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. That's because only purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool, uh, even when it feels like it's a thousand degrees out. Kind of funny zone, Joey Noel loves her purple mattress. She sleeps like a baby, and I can tell you firsthand, she seems like a very well person. Try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available as well. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash kindoffunny10 and use promo code kindoffunny10. That's purple.com slash kindoffunny10, promo code kindoffunny10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash kindoffunny10, promo code kindoffunny10. Terms apply. We're also brought to you by FitBod. I started going to the gym recently and I can tell you firsthand, Doing the same workout sucks. Don't get stuck doing the same workouts. Making progress toward the future you means overcoming new challenges. There's no perfect body that everyone can achieve, but what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves. No workout is one size fits all. FitBod creates a fitness program that continually adapts to you, so you stay challenged with new exercises, pacing, and intensity based on where you are and where you wanna be. Tim and his friends have been using FitBod and they've been over the moon about the results. It's a must-have for tracking your own fitness. No equipment, no worries. FitBod has bodyweight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash kfgames. That's 25% off at fitbod.me slash kfgames. But guys, we got to keep it moving because I got a small time frame before I got to let y'all get off to the weekend. So let's move in to part number two right now because we got a big moment here, y'all. You ready for this? We got a brand new controller for Gary Witta. Oh my gosh, Gary Witta. The Aqua Shift Special Edition controller has been announced, has been shown off, is going to be available August 31st, 2021. It's a color shifting blue shimmer. And swirl grips, Gary. What a, this is a red hot controller, or should I say icy blue controller? But Gary, 
I know you love controllers, and I know we love looking at these awesome controllers that Barrett has up on the screen, but guess what? Sometimes you got to rank them. And now we have five special edition controllers, and we got to rank these suckers. We got to rank them. So before we do that, Jerry, give me your read right now on this Aqua Shift controller. I mean, I pre-ordered it immediately. I, I went straight to the pre-order screen, and like, I don't need it. I really don't. There's never been such a, a, a wide gap between want and need, but it didn't stop me for even a second. Because as we've discussed on the podcast before, I have officially now crossed the Rubicon into saying, well, I just collect these now. It's not that I need another one. It's just, but when you collect, you got to have it. I actually did the, I actually did the inventory uh, this morning. I have 15 Xbox Series controllers right now. I've got two white, two black, red, blue, uh, electric vault, um, uh, the Butterfinger special edition one, the Yakuza special edition, Mm -hmm. uh, the Zoa, uh, all three of the Space Jam special editions. The only one that I don't have of like the official lineup is that camo red one because I just just don't like that camo effect. That's not for me. They strike, okay. But So I got the electric vault one the other day and it really is a thing of beauty. It's so bright and luminescent in real life, even, even, even more so than the photographs. It really does pop. I love the electric vault's currently my favorite, I think. But this aqua one, especially with that kind of bioluminescent kind of color shifting thing on the backside. It just looks gorgeous. Microsoft is killing it right now with the controller aesthetics. Really, really good. Absolutely. Oh, did we lose Uh-oh. Mike? Uh-oh. 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 Now we lost what Mike. Discord. Happening today? They're like, oh, Discord, like, they're on to us. Let's take it to Mike. What? Yeah, let, yeah let's go get Mike now. <laughs> keep, moving, keep the moving targets. This is wild today. I, I, what I think is happening was today? having problems earlier on the stream. This yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the issue is. It's very strange. Servers, well, servers uh, are being messy. Uh, until he comes back, this is the greatest controller ever made. Th- this will never be. Oh, is topped. that your custom? Oh, I, yeah. forgot, I, I forgot. Yeah, my two design labs. I forgot about those, and you've got yours yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I love my design labs controller. Oh, there uh, he is. He, there he's back. He's back. He's. Okay. I am back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm back. That's awesome. We lost you right as you started that, talking. That's all. Well, good. That's fine. We can cut me off. But uh, so, guys, five controllers. And I got to ask y'all to rank them. So if you look at your kind of funny Slack message right now, I've given you all Shit. five. Now, I'm not counting the special Looney Tunes. I'm not counting the Butterfinger. We're not even going to count the Carbon Black or Robot White. We're just going to look at the special colors right here. That one's fire, Paris, and you know that. That <laughs> one's fire, and you know it. But so far, we have had Shock Blue, Pulse Red, Day Strike Camo, Electric Volt, and Aqua Shift. So I want to go to each of you and just kind of get a read on what you're feeling. And then, of course, I'll ask you one more question at the end. But, uh, Paris, I'm going to kick it to you right now. You have five. I want you to rank it from five to one. What are your favorites? Okay. So from five to one, Day Strike Camo would be five. Okay. Um, I would put... Wait, is, wait, is five the best or the worst? Five's the worst. Five's the okay. worst. All right. right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I would say Day Strike Camo would be five for me. Okay. Aqua, Aqua Shift... Would be four. Whoa. Okay. You're not. You're not feeling wait, the, wait, wait, the the, the wait, aqua. Wait. Wait. Is aqua shift the new one? Yeah. 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 Oh, my one. bad. My bad. I screwed it. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. No. Shock blue would Shock be blue. four. Okay, yeah. Okay. Sorry. 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 And then I would put pulse red. Oh. Okay. Would be three. Then I would say the aqua shift. My wow. my number one is that electric volt. Now, are, wow. we not inclu- are we not including the white one? Because that is available no. as its own color, even though it yeah. ships from the Series S. I'm not going to include the uh, the two generic ones. Okay, got it, sorry, got it, got it, got the robot white and carbon black. Yeah, I'm just going to count the colors here. 
This is your number one. I don't like your tone into the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's my number one. <laughs> I don't, it's just after the, he just the held up a yellow vault? controller. Yeah, that, yeah. Let I mean, me tell you, the electric like vault yellow, is I sick. think looks better because like this this electric vault doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it a lime green? Is it kind of yellow? That's it why. Of like, like Gatorade colors and like but that's no, kind of like unhealthy combo. color a yeah. little bit too. I don't know. This is. This is a little much for me. This one's a little much. I'm sorry. I, I, I but I respect it. your love for the controller. Do you? So. I just <laughs> like you don't. I disagree with it, but I respect it. Just like we can both disagree with Ka about his takes on DC movies, but we can still respect him. You know. Um. Oh, that, that's a good lineup right there. And yeah, seeing your custom controller, I can definitely see why Electric Volt is number one for you. Paris, I can definitely dig that. I am a little blown away that the day strike is kind of low for you. Kind of yeah. blown away by yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be some differences in all of our tastes here in a minute. Gary, so Whitta, you're up. Okay, so I'm mostly in line with you, Mike, with one change. Day strike camo is definitely the bottom one for me. I'm just not, it's the only, it's the only one I haven't picked up. It's just a little too Duck Dynasty for me, yeah. I think. It's just not, it's not my vibe. <laughs> Um, it's probably Barrett's number one. Nah, this is trash. <laughs> this is don't don't um, just because I'm from Ohio. The, re the, re mean the I'm red and the blue trash. I Come like on. equally. Although I think I'd okay. probably have to give give the red the edge over the blue. So I'd go Daystrike Cam would be the worst, then the blue, then the red, okay. and then it's hard because I, I we haven't seen the Aqua Shift in hand yet, right? We all we've seen is pictures, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. when you actually see them in the flesh, it's like for example, like I said earlier, the Electric Vault is actually even more bright and kind of luminescent and in your face, like lime green, mm -hmm. when you actually see it, then you do, then it shows up in photographs. So, but I'm I'm going to assume I'm, like, this, I'm, I'm going to give a predictive top five based on what I think it's going to be when the when the Aqua Blue shows up. I think I think it's going to be Electric Vault, which is currently my number one, to get shifted into number two, and I think that like, the Aqua Shift is going to come in hot number one with a bullet oh i love that okay all right gary well i'm much different than youtube because i actually have day strike camo pretty high over on my list so i'm gonna go with shock blue at number five pulse red at number four electric volt at number three then day strike camo number two right now digging just how different it is with a little bit of change with the camo i think goes a long way and then i'm gonna put aqua shift at number one just, I mean, that backside of the Aka shift, right? The oh, swirl man. on the grips looks so, so good. And so I wanted to get the gauge of where we're at right now. And I like that all of us have a little bit of different takes, different number ones, different number fives right there. Uh, but I was saying when I got cut off that uh, after they announced the Aqua shift, I had to write up a nice hype message to the team members over at Xbox to say, wow. What an awesome controller you guys have just put out there. Oh, Shout is. out to the design team. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the marketing team. Can we, really something special. Can we take a moment to hear uh, Barrett's? Because he's kind of oh. the podcast contrarian, and he's done okay. it again, not not vibing on the electric vault that everyone else loves. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to hear where, he, where he's at. All right. Of course, Gary. All right. So I think at number five, I would go the the red camo. It is very Duck Dynasty. It is very like okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's just it it reminds me a little bit too much of home and like the people back home that I don't want to associate <laughs> oh, with. Oh, okay, okay. You know? okay. So I'm just like okay. I'm, I'm just real cold on this uh, controller. Not to hear those Julian banjos every time you pick that controller up. Yeah, you know? I don't know if Ohio is okay. Whatever. We're getting some semantics of the middle of the fucking country. Um, and then. Number four, this 
unhealthy pea colored controller. Wow. Okay. That's all I think of when I see this controller. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. But again, like, uh, like I liked the the more bold yellow color that Paris uh, Paris's custom controller is. Again, I just yeah. feel like there's a weird in between in this uh, this controller that I just don't personally vibe with. Uh, number three, I would go the the blue. This kind of I don't know Shot why, blue. but it gives me kind of vibes from like the the like uh, solid N sixty four blue uh, controller, mm, okay. which gives me a little bit of nostalgia. So I kind of fuck with it. Uh, I like the red uh, pulse red controller, just with the, the the combination of the red, black, and white. I just I think that's pretty hot. And then number one, honestly, the that Aqua Shift is mm-hmm. is looking. Pretty Everyone's hot got Aqua right Shift at number one, and we haven't yeah. even yeah. seen it yet. We've just seen pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any. It. Honestly, I haven't seen any of these controllers in person. I've just seen them in pictures. The only controllers mm-hmm. I have here are the Mandalorian controllers with uh, Grogu and uh, Mando, uh, Mando, and then I've got the the white one that came with the Series S, and then my uh, watermelon inspired custom controllers. So, okay, okay. Well, a lot of differing opinions and a lot of awesome controllers. I think this team has really come out of the gate swinging with the customization. Of course, Xbox. Design Lab is now available and these special edition controllers. I mean, they've really jumped out the next generation with some colors and some fun, which is really awesome because, you know, Paris, you talked about the Spartan and you've always talked about gaming because you have so many choices and being unique and being you. I think that goes a long way with the controllers. So that's something special. Of course, along with your Halo memories, let us know down in the comments below what's your ranking of the five colored controllers. I need to know. I want to know. And uh, let's see where everybody puts Daystrike Camo, because that seems to be the one that's kind of everywhere right now. I have a question. Since we're talking controllers and Halo and Spartans yeah. and all that, do you think they're going to do something not only for Infinite, but for the 20-year anniversary as yes. far as like a cut? Yeah, it just it just seems like they should, right? Man, you know, the Hyperkin Duke controller that they partnered up with and allowed this team to create is really, really special, right? And this comes in to see through green and red they had as well. I don't know, Paris, what do you put on the 20th, right? Do you put that 20 Xbox logo that they put on the t-shirts? They probably will to stay consistent. What what do you think you're seeing in a 20th anniversary? Like the Halo, right? Our good friend Popart just came out with the Needler one that they just sold, which is cool. But like, what do you see as the 20th anniversary one as the one I can't quite picture in my head quite yet? Ironically right? enough, what I'm picturing, as a matter of fact, I'll grab it for the video people. Yeah, yeah. So the one that we got, the ZOA controller that we got, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing something similar to this, kind of the black and the, like, obviously the black control, but but like the gold would be that 20-year anniversary logo. Ooh, I'm, okay. I'm kind of picturing something like that. But then, like I said, I would take it a step further. I would imagine they're going to do something for for Halo Infinite as well, since it's also the 20-year anniversary of Halo. They could do something special with that. You might see a couple of SKUs. They've done plenty of uh, Halo um, special edition consoles and controllers over the years. They usually skin them in that kind of battle-damaged navy green with the UNSD branding. Mm -hmm. I had had it. I think you'll you'll see something similar to that. And whether or not they do one for halo 20th and xbox 20th because obviously it's both again i still would love to see to see them go really crazy and do an xbox series x or even an s in that kind of suitcase uh the old-fashioned original xbox that mike's got behind him right there um i think i would i would love to see that might might be asking a bit too much i think they probably will just skin the existing design but i'm hoping they'll do something because you know again 20th anniversary it's a big deal i i would imagine they could probably get away doing the s 
like and give it the the mm. original Xbox skin just right. for co- cooling purposes. Like the X, I think because of the way it cools and everything, that, yeah. that might get a little tricky. But the S seems like a good compromise in that. You can make it look like an original Xbox, you know, sell it, whatever they're going to do with it and, and put it out. But that, that I think that would be, would be cool. cool. Yeah. I love that. I also really quick, I was going to ask you guys, what do you want to see next from the controller team? And I just wanted to bring up the phantom colorway. That's where it starts off with the solid color and then starts to go into transparent mode up at the top. I really hope we see that return for the controllers. I know that was a big fan favorite, but we got to get the heck out of here, guys. Okay, time is running up. I got a couple of things to quickly run off with. And then I'm going to ask you one final question. People need a Game Pass recommendation. So you two start racking your brain on the best Game Pass games you would recommend to friends. But for all of our best friends out there, as we wrap up the show, here's some big heads up that I want you to know about. Hey, guess what? On August 10th, that's Tuesday, this coming week at 9 a.m. Pacific time, there will be a second idea at Xbox and Twitch Indie Showcase. If you don't remember the first one, it was an awesome indie showcase over on Twitch alongside with ID at Xbox. It went on for about four to five hours and showcased a lot, a lot of awesome indie games. They just announced this week that ID at Xbox and Twitch Indie Showcase will have a second one with the return August 10th. That's this coming Tuesday at 9 a.m. So wanted to make sure you knew about that. Of course, here's your Game Pass update for August out right now. Curse of the Dead Gods on Cloud Console and PC. Dodgeball Academia on Cloud Console PC. Katamari Reroll Cloud Console and PC. Luminous Remastered Cloud Console and PC. That's Greg Miller's favorite game. I actually sat through a play session with him. Kind of blew my mind. Cool music. Different vibe. Didn't know what was happening, but he was smiling and I was having fun. Skate. For all you skaters out there, skate number one is coming to console. I hope. Paris's kids go play that one because that's the oh, OG and that's fun. Skate 3 comes to Cloud and uh, Starmancer comes to Game Preview on PC, an ID at Xbox game. On August 12th, Art of Rally comes to Cloud Console and PC. This is an awesome game that you really got to check out. It's going to catch your eye. It's going to be a ton of fun drifting and driving these cars. You're going to be wowed by it because it's really, really awesome. August 13th, the big dog arrives. Hades cloud console and pc what a combo to have hades on all three as well guys very impressive right there uh looking forward to trying it on cloud to be honest with you august 17th microsoft solitaire solitary uh collection premium edition that's solitaire the card game correct gary winner yes unbelievable check that out that's coming to pc and then of course leaving the service leaving on august 8th you have grand theft auto 5 on cloud and console so Get your shark bucks. Go play a bunch of Grand Theft Auto online. Leaving August 15th. Ape Out on PC. Crossing Souls on PC. Darksiders Genesis Cloud Console and PC. Don't Starve Cloud Console and PC. Final Fantasy VII Cloud uh, Console and PC. Train Sim World 2020 Cloud Console PC. Guys, to end the show, I got a fun one for you. One of the best friends out there wrote in. This is from Steven. AKA even Steven, he writes, what are the best slash must play game pass games? What is your must play go-to recommendation? So Paris, I'm going to kick it to you. Then we'll go to Gary. I'll hit you with a couple and we'll get out of here. You know, I, I, I think I, I talk all the time about this when we talk about game pass, but spirit fair is right at, right at the top Ooh. for me. 
Donut County's a fun little game that that you can play on there. Um, I, I want to give a lot of love to the to the guys that that made um, Rain on Your Parade. It's just a fun ass game to play. That's on Game Pass. But I actually want to keep it a little more mainstream. Ooh. Go play Ge- Go play Gears Five. Go play Forza Horizon Four. Mm. Go jump on the Master Chief Collection. And mm. and I, I know I've been critical of this, but I think if you're really digging Halo and you're really into it. We'll play Halo Five if you yes. <gasps> Wow, good pull. Go, just, just go do yes. it. Play it to at least understand what some of the criticisms have been about the campaign. And like yeah. I said, that multiplayer hasn't been my cup of tea, but I know a lot of people love it. And finally, I'm, I'm going to say Hades uh, because Ooh. when that game drops, it's brand new to me because I haven't played it, and I'm super excited to play it. And yeah, it's it's on Game Pass, and it was the game of the year last game year. Game of the so. year, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great recommendations there, Paris. And I got to say, you brought me into Donut County, and I absolutely loved that. I love that you always bring up Spirit Fair. So some good pulls there, Paris. Great job, Gary Witta. What are your must-play Game Pass games right now? So Paris did a good job of kind of you know listing kind of the greatest hits, the big marquee stars of Game Pass. You know, Gears, Forza, Master Chief. You obviously you got it knock those out i'm just going to give you like three personal favorites of mine lesser known um one is this little game called lonely mountains downhill and if you've ever played this one so much fun this really cute little uh kind of downhill mountain biking game and when you when you get some speed up and you get down those mountains it really has this great sense of exhilaration and adrenaline and some really really gnarly crashes as well there's no blood and guts or anything but it's like man when you like when you do like a big face plant or go over the side of a cliff on your mountain bike at 50 miles an hour you can you're constantly going oh like you really feel it really really fun game lonely mountains downhill absolutely love that game um tetris effect connected i gotta give the shout out to that i still think the best tetris game ever made just absolutely incredible especially uh if you remember it dropped on playstation first just as tetris effect but when it came to Xbox, they turned it into Tetris Effect Connected and added the one thing that was missing from the PlayStation version, uh, which was uh, the multiplayer. It's also coming out on PC later this month. So I imagine that will drop on PC Game Pass as well. But for Xbox right now, Tetris Effect Connected, there's no better Tetris experience out there. And then the last one, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I got to call it out. My favorite game of last year, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes, it's on Game would. Pass <laughs> with all the other Yakuza games. Just incredible. I had so much fun with it. Ichiban Kasuga is one of the greatest video game protagonists of all time. I loved every minute I spent in that game. Cannot recommend it highly enough. One of my one of my favorite things of, of, of the past year was, because I talked about it so much on Twitter that many, many people went and tried it. And again, that's a video game pass. What's the harm? I've already, I already basically own it. Let me give it a try. I had so many people respond to me on social media saying, I played Yakuza Like a Dragon because of your recommendation. I'm so glad I did. Thank you for like one of the most, you know, for, for recommending one of the most fun games I've played in a long time. So I'm going to keep doing it. If I can turn one person on to how good Yakuza Like a Dragon is, this, uh, my contribution to this podcast will have been worthwhile. Can I cheat? Can I cheat? Yeah, because because I, to- I totally blanked and not mentioned the Bethesda games. I sometimes I forget Bethesda's yeah. on Game yeah. Pass, yeah. but they're all there. Go play Dishonored. Go play Dis- Dishonored two. Yes. yes. Go check yes. out all the Fallout games. Yes. And absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Go play. play go play. Pray <laughs> if I could say pray. it right. Yeah. Play that, and then Doom the Doom games Doom. as well. It's like yeah. I mean. Oh. And again, the Wolfenstein Wolf, games are... It's like, come on, yeah, there's too many. Some it's still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Dishonored 2, I, I, I will back up till the... And I'll shout the love of that game to, uh, till the end of time. 
I also want to give it one shout out one time, Mikey. Yeah, please. Um, to Grim Fandango Remastered. Uh, mm. You know, I've been okay. singing the okay. praises of, of Psychonauts 1 recently and telling people to go play that before Psychonaut 2 uh, drops later this month. But go back to a classic. Go back to Grim Fandango, uh, a LucasArts game uh, with the, some of the same minds behind a lot of the Double Fine games. Uh, really creative world, really great story. Uh, classic point-and-click adventure type of game. One of my... One of the games I have, like, the oldest memories of ever playing. Um, this is like one of my first games I remember playing. So I, I highly recommend checking that out. It's on Game Pass. Uh, check it out. I love that. Thank you guys for all that. And even Stevens, I'm going to give you one because, of course, it's easy to look at that first party lineup. And actually, I was scrolling through Game Pass today preparing for the show and I was wowed, right? I think you see the first parties, you see now Bethesda in there, like Paris brought up, and like you're just blown away by the options, right? And so I wanted to give you some that are third party, maybe lesser knowns, or maybe just something that will surprise you on Game Pass. So Burnout Paradise, go out there and race and have some fun. City Skylines, if you're looking for a fun SimCity simulator on your console, go play City Skylines. I will always yell and brag about how great Rage Squid and Descenders is. If you like downhill mountain biking, if you're looking for that extreme sports kick like you missed from SSX Tricky, go play Descenders. You'll absolutely love it. Dirt 5, if you're into Forza whatsoever, if Forza grabs you, go try Dirt because Dirt 5 is really, really special. Killer Queen Black is a great multiplayer game for you and your friends to all boot up. Gary Witta, I wish I could give you a giant hug because I have Lonely Mountains Downhill on my list because I love that game. Paris's kids and I will always scream about Skate 3 because it's a must play and Skate is coming back and I will finish it off with Subnautica. Go get lost in this underwater world. It's beautiful. It's enticing. It is magical. And it's also a little scary. So go out there and check out Subnautica because it's a ton of fun. But with that, guys, it's time to wrap up this episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We want to thank each and every one of all of our best friends watching and listening over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, on podcast services around the globe. Please, 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 if you've made it this far, Go on down to the comments, leave a like, and let us know your Halo memories and where you rank the latest Xbox controllers. We want to know what colors you love, what you vibe with, and what you don't vibe with. Let us know in the comments below. But let's get out of here, guys. Gary Whittle, what are you doing this week? Where can everybody find you? And let's get you off and running. Uh, thinking maybe some more Death's Door, maybe some more Fall Guys, definitely some more World War Z. It's a lot, yeah, everyone's into Back for Blood right now because it's new, and I get it, and that's it's, it's mm -hmm. new hotness in beta. Um, but if you are interested in that kind of left for dead kind of four player co-op zombie, you know, kind of squad shooter vibe, don't sleep on world war Z. The game of the year edition is out right now. Uh, aftermath, which is the big new update is coming out next month. I don't think it gets talked about enough, but in that kind of left for dead, you know, back for blood space that's so popular right now, world war Z is really, really good. And I'm enjoying a hell out playing it with friends right now. Great recommendation and awesome to see that you'll be gaming and having a good weekend. Paris Lily, let's get you the freak home. Tell me, where can everybody find you? What are you up to this weekend? You can find me right here on Kind of Funny. You can find me at Gamertag Radio. Um, I'm on Twitter at Fishes696 and my own YouTube channel, which is my name, Paris. What I will be playing is I fully expect to be playing with you, Mike, and we're going to play Back for Blood because yes. I'm, I'm back home now. <laughs> I've been itching to jump into that beta. So, so that's my plan for the weekend. I love that. And that is my plan for the weekend as well, is jump into some Black for Blood with the gang. Uh, I'm missing Halo. 
and I'm kind of lost without Halo, but I'm excited to check out a new one with Back for Blood. I know this is really exciting for everyone. Turtle Rock Studios making that Left for Dead type feel once again, and I think everybody's excited. Can't wait to check it out with you, Paris, because we got campaign levels to play, and we can even touch on that PvP and see what we think yes. about that. So some exciting stuff this weekend. Of course, that has been the Kind of Funny X cast. On behalf of Barrett Courtney running the ones and twos, my two incredible co-hosts, this has been another episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Be good to one another. Be safe. Enjoy the summer sun and have fun out there, gamers. Peace.